Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Everybody, welcome back to day two of the Indie Game Business Sessions, March 2020, I don't know, 2022? Are we in 2022? I think so. I'm not sure. So, Time machine. (laughs) I wrapped up yesterday with Hip Hop Gamer. Uh, one of my favorite, most energetic people in the entire world, who was introduced to me by another one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Nika. Is it is it Noir? Noir. 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 I always try no. to put too many accents and shit. Get it? You get more with Noir. Well, I mean, that's what I would bleed <laughs> into here because you Dude, are one of those people that makes me go. What have I done with my life? Look at everything that Nika's done with her life. What have I and done? I'm always like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do half of what it wasn't worth it. So um we've done this before, but give it, but you have an update. So I do. last time you were here, you were the executive director of the IGDA Foundation. I was and now you have like Marshall Fault the beast mode spun out of that account dump that on sarah who'll be with us later today yeah and and so tell us what you're doing now i have a fancy job now jay i'm like oh my god i know i'm not doing that kind of like subjective save the world stuff i'm working (laughs) on super cool i'm working on super cool projects half of which i can't even talk about till like june july the fall because i'm now in the more game devy space so i am the head of partnerships at genvid entertainment it's an arm under genvid holdings i think you've had folks from genvid technologies on before and as head of partnerships i work on uh you know working on deals relationships meetings with platforms uh we work with studios we work with a variety of other partners and we put together massive interactive live events. So very recently we uh, actually published Pac-Man on Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg himself posted about it. And we recently announced um, our latest project on The Walking Dead. So it's it's a hard job, Jay, because it's the first time where like I actually have to watch what comes out of my mouth. Because Wait, you had to do that with the IGDA Foundation. That was different. This is under NDA before I had to use my judgment. Now oh. I'm under it. Yeah. Well, now it's actually in- easier. I mean, <laughs> from somebody who signs like three NDAs a day, you just assume everything is under NDA. That's that's even easier. Yeah, but no, it's really impressive. Um, I'm really, really excited. Please, please invite me back on when there's more to talk about, especially with some of the big IP that we have and exciting projects. Before we get into it, I will say, if you are looking for a job, oh my gosh, we are hiring. I will populate many things in the Discord Please come work for us and also be under tight NDAs where we can never tell anybody what we're doing all the time. Do we get to move to the middle of a cornfield? I don't know. I know we're fully remote. I don't I mean if you need if you have Wi-Fi in the cornfield, 
our leadership really doesn't care unless you get your work done. Um, I, th that cornfield does have to be in like states though that were like registered to hire. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like this image now of people just like developing in cornfields. Well, I mean, you you did move from like the middle of Drama Central in yeah. DC to like the Midwest. And so yeah, but Kansas City isn't a cornfield. Like I've got like a huge pool here, like two Nespresso machines, access to a spa, like 10% off to every brewery in town. This isn't a cornfield. important shit. That's what this is like. <laughs> I'm like living my best life, <laughs> my most affordable luxury life. <laughs> God, I am glad I get I get to interview you this morning because I'm not awake and I'm just basically. I will say coffee. yesterday it was 70 degrees and now there's a full snowstorm. I don't really understand Midwest oh, yeah. weather. I love being a California resident because I just know what to expect when I wake up the next day. No, and we're gonna get that uh we're gonna get that snowstorm right after you are. So yeah, it was like okay. 70 yesterday and we've got three inches of snow coming in on so, so, you know Saturday. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's right. mountain life too. Is so it well good. that's why I'm excited to travel to conferences to get out of this like snowstorm and I am packing for all sorts of weather. <laughs> you are just gonna take cruise at the hill right out of there, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I I yeah well luckily I won't be having meetings with Ted Cruz because we're a tech and gaming company so that's true that is very true yeah. all right so you just said before we went live because otherwise yeah. you and i aren't going to really share any knowledge we're going to sit here and bullshit for an hour which we i'm could. totally good with doing that too yeah. but um i reached out to you you know and you ignored all those emails that i, I sent. did in my yes. defense you went to spam yeah. mm -hmm. we have like tight security at genvid so yeah all right <laughs> I reached out because many, many years ago, either on this show or in something else that we did, you mentioned that, you know, you were looking forward to not having to give your talk on how to, especially for women, stay yeah. safe at conferences, which I refer to as the don't drink roofies talk. Yeah. Well, let's start there. Let's start because you said you're prepping for sure. South by Southwest. We obviously got GDC coming up. Yeah. You know, in two weeks, which, you know, now that this conference is almost over, I can actually start thinking about where do you want to start on this? Do you, do we want to start with networking or prep or? We can, we can kind of cover it and bring back the context, especially if you're a game, if you're a game dev, if you're a business development person, if you're somebody who knows like what the value of in-person networking at conferences is like. Uh, I mean, I just came back from Dice and I did go to CES. The world is a little bit different now. Networking and conferences are very different now. It's not even about like safety in terms of like managing, you know, like managing creepy people. <laughs> it's also like managing COVID. It's managing expectations, social cues. But we also just like put a pause on life right in a weird way like life moved forward we didn't pause there we had a pandemic and so i used to say that like going to conferences felt like that moment in the avengers where it's been five years and everybody came back but actually actually i was i was corrected it's not like it's been five years and everyone's back it feels like we're at that two three mark point after thanos wiped out half the planet 
And those that go to conferences, we're the ones that kind of like didn't get wiped out. We're still here. And we're trying to figure out a way to bring everybody back. I'd, but that means we got five years older. And I would totally prefer to just like skip five years. I would and, too. But you know, that's really what it's like. Because people, not everybody's going to conferences. You have to pull a lot of information. The expectations and the norms you had when it came to networking, like all of that is gone. All right, I've so, spent more time preparing for conferences than I have ever had in like the 11 years of attending South by or GDC. So when you went to CES, I didn't even realize we did CES this year. So when you went to CES and DICE, so what yeah. were some of the things that were that were different? What, what was, what's the first thing that people are going to notice when they get to their live event that's changed from you know, yesteryear. I think like before we kind of knew who was going to be there and who was going to be where now, especially with my next two conferences coming up, I send a lot of emails. I, I have to pull to, to explain to people like, Oh, a new job or a new technology. Like, especially if you're not working for a big brand, like I'm at Amazon, I'm at Google, I'm at Xbox. Like if you are, like trying to pitch an idea, if you are trying to reintroduce yourself, if you're trying to reintroduce, or if you got a new job in the pandemic, you have to really pull time from people's calendars in advance and almost like prep them on like your new life. Because when you get to the conference, you wait, you end up wasting a lot. It's not a waste, but you end up spending a lot of time on the catch up end because there's people you haven't spoken to in three, four years. And it's, it's not annoying, but before, like, you can kind of just walk into a room, go to any happier, and you can expect to run into people. Those expectations are now all gone. You have to do prep work on what people's comforts are, what, you know, I, I literally know people going to GDC that are not going to be indoors or anywhere. They're actually sitting in a park, um, you know, because, and it's totally fair. They want to be safe. They want to feel good. They've been very, very careful the last two years in San Francisco. Some people are coming from different cities and countries where they're, they're cultural. There's, there's COVID like CDC guidelines. And then there's like cultural guidelines or contextual guidelines or a country that had completely different restrictions. And so I know people that are literally sitting in a park outside at GDC. And that's the only way they're taking meetings. I know, I, I know those people too, because I see them and I have been wondering this entire time how packed that park is going to be, because that seems to I be know. like everybody's <laughs> idea. It's like, we're going to go to the, at this park, <laughs> Yerba Buena, whatever the, the name of that thing is outside yeah. GDC. And I'm like, everybody I'm talking to is like, meet me out there in the park. And I'm like, y'all are yeah. all going to be out there. And it's probably it's gonna be gonna, like yeah. a it's, very weird variation of Coachella out there. Yeah. <laughs> People are like staking their claim we're, six we're, feet. We're, we're going to build a big wicker man and burn that. Some bitch out there I know. I, was, I don't think the city of San Francisco is going to allow for burning man, but I can see that park is going to be very stacked. I agree so, with you. So and we talk about this, you know, especially when, when I'm trying to pitch people and convince them that digital events are a good thing. And one of the things that we always talk about is you've got typically a 30 minute meeting at a conference. And now the people right. that, you know, we know, and that we are, you know, much more comfortable with, it's like for those people, we schedule drinks and coffee shops that may be an hour or at the bar or, 
lunch or dinners or whatever. But for the most part, you're going to have 30 minutes. And so you're right. Yeah. You used to be, okay, you're going to have, you're going to get there five minutes late because you had to run from one hall to the other. You're going to have yeah. to leave five minutes early because you got to get to your next meeting that you're going to be five minutes late for. So already you're down to 20 minutes. Then you got to factor in all the people that are going to walk by and say, Hey, how are you? Where you been? And if you have to factor in, okay, now I have to explain exactly what it is that I'm doing because I'm with a new company or I've got a new game or we have this whole new project. Yeah, your time to actually talk is, is minimal. So we'll get into how to properly brief people before you get there because that came up yesterday and the fact that nobody reads anything. So yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> You have to write What's, really clever subject lines. Well, yes. And then they open it and they go, that's a lot of words. And then they close it. Maybe. Um, so let's start pregame. You okay. know, like the state that we're in right now. So from our side, when we would get hired by companies to manage their GDC meetings, trade organizations, whatever, we would literally start planning meetings in January for yeah. a mid-March event. People aren't doing that so much this year. And yeah, no. you're right. We don't know. So how do you go and prioritize who you're actually going to meet with and find them? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I literally start with kind of like, here's my must see people. And then um, like, I'll explain like South by Southwest. I'll tell you, right. Like our COO is coming down. It's his first time. I want him to have a great time, but I have no idea what South by Southwest this year is going to be like. There's a lot of people that aren't coming, but there's still a bunch of stuff to do. And I cannot tell you how many people I was messaging two weeks ago last night and everyone is like, we'll, we'll meet on the fly. <laughs> and I was like, no. no. And you know why? And, or like, oh, I haven't really RSVP to events. I'll figure out when I'm there. And I'm like, everything's already sold out. It's almost like people forgot, for example, with South by in particular, people forgot what it was like before. What it was like before is when we first, first went to South by like 10 years ago, we were like, oh, we'll figure it out on the fly. And then we get to an event or like the CNN house or the Twitter house. And we're like, oh, we'll get tickets out the door. And of course there's a line a bazillion miles long. Every Now we have to scramble to find somebody to get us in. And like half our friends are turned away. This year I proactively submitted RSVPs to like places you needed invites with a plus eight because of how many people have seemed to forgotten that South by requires names on a list. And so I literally RSVP'd for eight tickets to everything. And I'm like, and it's great because now I hold all the cards. Like, you want to go to this thing? You're going to have to meet with me. <laughs> and that's how we get to extortion in the game yeah, industry. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have a great expense account for South by because everyone's going to have to buy me drinks and lunch and i won't have to do as not because we don't have the funding mostly because i don't really like doing my receipts <laughs> yes see that, that that's the same philosophy we have here at the consulting firm it's like what just tell me whatever it was i don't have time to yeah. deal with all that um so getting the, the tears in there and yeah i do think you're right i think we're going to see a lot of we don't remember 
We forgot what it was like three years ago. And, but and even we're all this time, like it, it's just going to magically come together. It, it, we're going to have to do it again next year because it's like, we don't know. I would, my guess at GDC is if we have 50% of the people that yeah. normally go, that'll be a good run. It's still a lot of people. I think there's still a lot of people. Yes. Like it's people who are like, oh my gosh. And so like at CES, I still had plenty of people to see. I still had people like, didn't have time to meet with because the issue is I need to almost have longer form one-on-one conversations because you are literally catching up on three years of efforts and you're also trying to be forward looking like, Hey, these are the things I'm going to call you about in six months. Mika is way better at this than I am. That's (laughs) That's not true. The trick that I use is I curate like, I curate almost my conference experiences. I've never had to curate it this heavily, uh, but you have to because you like people are flying in internationally. People have to take COVID tests. People have to isolate if they're leaving to somewhere else or they're getting their visas. So like I, I curate and I used to do this pre um, COVID, but I was able to do it on the fly. I always create a Mika's Chica's WhatsApp group per conference and I attach the year. You haven't got me in that yet. Uh, that's because we met in the pandemic. Like we we've never met in real life. I am. You are my podcast friend. <laughs> I'll make a t-shirt. Hey, don't worry about it. Dan, I've been working with Dan friend. for three years now. I've never met him in real life either. So, yeah, yeah, right. Like it's that. That's really what it is. And so, like for example, now all these people who want to meet on the fly, I add them all to my WhatsApp group. I make sure that they're people that get along. I make sure they're people that are like badasses in the industry people like trust respect aren't shitty and we trade invites i will put up a bat signal when i have free time because i planned my conference and so if i have a free time i'll be like i'm here please find me or who's free for coffee lunch whatever to talk about x and believe it or not people always show up you know why because they didn't plan ahead and they have nothing better to do (laughs) Great. Now I have to block off time in my schedule in San Francisco because Nika might send me a WhatsApp message. Exactly. I might send you a WhatsApp and it'll go to the whole group and I will prioritize based on like a first come first serve or if I need to get something out of you before you fly out. Nice. All right. It's also just a great whisper channel, like free food here. Oh my gosh. CEO here. Uh, This booth is giving away free video games. We can win wired controllers. Let's go stack the system and vote for our favorite, whatever. So you actually have a pass to go on the floor? Yeah, of course. (laughs) No, I mean, I haven't bought one in a decade. I believe it. This is the first year I'm going badgeless to South by because I didn't submit any panels because I didn't know if the conference was going to happen. I really thought at the beginning of this year that we weren't going to have any conferences again anyway. I, I didn't expect us to have one until Gamescom. The, yeah. um, so I'm I'm a little bit surprised on that as well. All right. So when you've got your list curated, which is, I mean, that's what we do here. We take, we basically build target lists for our clients and we yeah. put them in tiers. So how do, what do you do if you like really want to meet with some company, but you don't know how to get to them, who to talk to, that sort of stuff? I literally ask every person I'm having a fun time with, do you know anybody at X? And right there, if if anyone says yes, I go, introduce me right now. (laughs) Yes. 
it's it's it's, it's the pre-networking <laughs> networking yes yeah. um yeah. If, I, if I'm literally meeting people on the fly, I will literally have a list of ask, but I always show up with things to offer. And it literally varies from like, I literally ask, what can I help you with? Whether it's an introduction, giving them a cigar, buying them their coffee, getting them into a party. Like I always show up with the toolkit of things I can give. So when I ask, I also have an offer because I'm not, a bad person like I don't, <laughs> I don't like I don't it doesn't mean you're a bad person I don't like just totally taking from people I don't really it's not in my DNA Persian culture we're very giving people uh we like being helpful it's like the way I was raised um eager to please and like make people's lives better with like things that really cost me nothing so I have a lot to I always show up with a lot to offer that's because I register with a plus eight to everything. <laughs> Again, we're straddling that line between being helpful and being an extortionist, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all it's good. It's a beautiful line. It's called business. All right. So I'm going to ask a question and then I have to step away because we can all hear my four-legged assistant who is not happy with yeah. me outside. So what do you, what do you prep for a meeting? What do you go into that meeting with ready to go with? So, you know, you're not going to be wasting that 15 to 20 minutes that you actually have. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, I wish I did things a little differently, mostly because I was taking these long form meetings to actually explain our technology. And now I, in addition to asking people what they're doing, I literally just like hyperlink to our latest announcement, which is the walking dead. And so it's great because I, I can now jump into conversations and just talk about The Walking Dead. And like, you know, I'll be like, oh, we hit 4 million users on Pac-Man or whatever. Like those are baked into my email. And I know people are reading them, Jay, because I get responses that are like, Pac-Man is so cool. <laughs> like, I know people don't read your emails. I, I would suggest putting interesting things in your emails and people will read them. I'm just going to start putting that they come from you on the emails. Yeah, and just be that like, do you people... like Batman? Meet my friend Nika Noor. <laughs> so, I mean, we've got, I actually, I, I am so old school that I still have like papers that I take and it has, no. this is who I'm meeting with. I, I know, I right, look, ADD, okay? I have okay. to have like 14 layers of everything or yeah. it gets completely, but, you know, I outline who I'm meeting with, where it is, obviously. But then, you know, what do I want to make sure I talk about in this meeting? And then a little thing for my action items, because yes, I'm old. Um, yeah. See, and I haven't been that when I thought I was going to have that approach at the beginning of the year. I mean, I literally had a meeting where I had a lot of asks, but you have to read the room too. Mm -hmm. I, there was a meeting where literally this person that I've been friends with for a long time just wanted to talk about their dogs. Like, it, no, it's fine. I mean, there are, you have to remember that like relationships at these conferences these days, like you have to really be ready for a variety. Not everybody is like, oh my gosh, let's go get them. Um, there are people that really haven't seen people. They haven't interacted and you can't just go in with a hard pitch. You can't like be salesy. You can't, you have to, there are some people that really actually just want to catch up on what's going on in your life. And you just want to get to the punchline and ask about, 
you know, what deals or acquisitions like are happening at their company, but you just can't. And you literally have to find touch points to see that person again and again and again to finally bring up the thing that you want to actually talk about. You can't just guess. We'll guess that's that's it's not a Zoom call, Jay. You don't just show up and be like, in 30 minutes, we're going to cover like people want people interaction. And, and that's a yeah, that's a huge part of these things. And yeah. that's one of the so I had a friend of mine, they were going to PAX or something. It was I'm assuming it was PAX because it's a conference that I've never been to. Um, and I want to go to PAX, but I don't want to go to PAX to work. I want to go to PAX to play. The yeah. um, you know, they they were freaking out a little bit because their laptop died and they're like, How am I gonna pitch my game with, without a laptop? And I'm like, Don't pitch your game. Yeah. It's like go in there, you know have a build like an honest to God relationship with this person, talk to them, what's going on in their world, find out, you know, what they're up to, what they're looking for, that sort of thing. And when you go back, then send them the demo because the reality is if you're out there, you know, like us either pitching games to publishers or scouting games for publishers over the course of five days of GDC, you're going to see 50, a hundred games. You're not going to remember them. I mean, that's just yeah. the reality of it. So, but if you have that, you know, heart to heart, nice, friendly, no pressure, just conversation yeah. with somebody, in many cases, that can be even better than sitting down there and blowing through 10 minutes of your demo. Yeah. I mean, I respond to emails more so when I'm like, oh my gosh, that person was awesome. And I don't, I mean, Dice is an amazing example of this. I was just reminiscing with them. Um, a general manager at another company over email. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't sleep, which I recommend sleeping. Uh, that really wrecked me. Um, because I didn't pace myself at dice at all. And, but it, I couldn't help it. We were all like, if you are a business development person, if you are a game dev, that's like, have it, like, hasn't seen people or then you keep running into people you didn't even know was there because their names aren't in the dice app because they came last minute so many people arrived last minute um we were like hyperactive puppies like <laughs> there are a hundred percent people that i know their face and name now that i wouldn't have known before but i have no idea what we talked about and i know we only had like five minute interactions and we've all been following up on linkedin like you're amazing we didn't talk about anything substantive, but I actually do need to talk to you about this. And everyone's been responsive. Yes. So it's like, it's almost like now you're going out there and it's like Pokemon cards and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen a Charmander in years. I need to catch one. You know what I mean? Like, it's so like, I'll deal with it later. I don't need fire type right now. I actually need electric, but I'm going to need fire types in like six months when I get to this gym. Like. <laughs> I, I have figured this out. Yeah. We're going to take LinkedIn profile pictures from people, turn them into no. NFTs. No, no. And then we're going to no. sell and collect them like Pokemon. They're, see, we're going to be rich, Nika. That's, I mean, no. there people spent entire... $70 million on those ugly ass Pixelmon pictures. So, I mean. <laughs> there are entire people that I've had an incredible working relationship throughout the pandemic, but we had like this moment we saw each other. It was like, it's so nice to see you in person, but we had this like unspoken, like, but we know how to get to each other. We're going to go like tackle these other people. There was like this like unspoken vibe of like, 
we don't really need to discuss anything further. I know where to find you. And I swear, I don't know if it was like deliriousness, exhaustion, but like, I definitely, there were like two people I can think of specifically where we just vibed like, yeah, cool. You're real. And then like, we just moved on <laughs> and we followed up on email because maybe we're only comfortable talking online. We used to, you know, when we would go to conferences back when I worked for the agency, we may not have had anything to, to heavily pitch at that yeah. conference, but we called it just waving the flag. You know, it, it, you're going there, making sure that people know that you're still alive and, you know, that things are still going on and you're still active in the industry, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's an absolutely perfectly good way to, to do this. So from the developer standpoint, what is... Let's let's put this in, in most development standpoint, most developer situations. They may or may not have a pass to the conference. Yeah. If they're there for four days and they want to meet the business folks and you know pitch a game or pitch contract work or whatever, what would you say is the best use of their time on the ground in Reach San Francisco? Reach out now, do your prep work, figure out who's there. Um, a lot of people it's weird. There are people that are like, there's so many people, good people that I'm even close to that are like, I'm really tightly busy and my schedule's packed. Cause there are some people that just like packed their conference to the brim. And I, I actually don't recommend that. Yeah. Because I, what don't you, either. I don't recommend it because you miss, you want gaps because you miss out on the serendipity of running into people. Um, you really do. If there are people, you, and, and again, I would focus it on like, if your pitch is tight, make sure your pitch is very tight. If your pitch is tight, go ahead and demo it. Really try to get in front of people on the early side of conferences. I promise you that by Wednesday, people are not going to be paying attention to anything you're saying. And they're going to be in this like euphoria of like, should I sleep or should I drink or should I drink more water? Right? Like, it's which is like like any conference but it's it's a different level of exhausting you definitely get tired faster because your body's literally not used to it you're mentally tired faster because you are constantly trying to register and read social cues and directly ask like what is your covid comfort what is whatever and then i know this is why you originally asked me to come on if you are someone from a marginalized background if you are female, non-binary, et cetera. Guess what? You, social cues are back. We got to like, I, it's, it's a different world. Like your mind is not just registering the pitch or your purpose. And like, also like talking about your brand on top of trying to get to people's comforts, you have to like ask a series of questions and then try to remember them. In addition to like, what well, was their name again? And then try to remember them when you bump into them the next time. And there are some people that are literally, I know, there's the gig. But yeah. remember, like, my name. you've never, like, the, the games industry gathering, which is an awesome online gathering. I host it sometimes. Guy Blomberg founded it. The games industry gathering, pe people have never met in real life other than, like, I guess if you went to PAX. Are you looking for a publisher for your game? 
Well, we have something special just for you. It's the most comprehensive listing of PC, console, and mobile publishers in the industry. Over 700 companies sorted by platform with links to their websites. You can get the list at www.powellgroupconsulting.com slash publisher dash list. And you can get it for free. Check it out. It's different. Yeah, Meeting even people then, online yeah. is different than in person. Some people really, some people don't look like what they look like online, not in a good way or a bad way. Like they're just really I tall do. or yes, really yes. short. Um, also, people converse differently than when they do online and offline. And again, like I will say for for women and non-binary folks, like it's parts of like being safe at a conference it is like riding a bike it'll kick in and you're trying to register like you're always trying to register what's the agenda not even just as like somebody from like a, a minority background but even as just a business person you're just trying to read like what is this person's agenda in having a conversation with me is it fun is it business are they creepy and i i will say though like for, i went into these conferences it's been a while. I was like more optimistic. I see the good in people. Um, you know, I haven't had instances because I do stay safe because I always make sure I know this is so like, I have a buddy system, <laughs> but I really, but I mean, you know, everybody should, I mean, everybody should have a buddy system. It doesn't even matter if you like you're a minority or whatnot. Like it's just good to have a friend, a colleague, an ally that you're traveling with because you also don't know the conditions of where you're traveling to or what the city is like post pandemic. Well, I mean, and so GBC is, is a, a victim of itself. here. It's so expensive that people end up having to get hotels and Airbnbs yeah, and several blocks. If, and, and there are very not safe places, even very close to the Moscone center that you have to be yeah. aware of. You kind of got to keep your head on a swivel but everybody should have that buddy system. You shouldn't be walking alone, especially at night in parts of San Francisco. Just, just yeah. no, everything. I had a, a good friend of mine, his laptop was plucked right out of his messenger bag yep. at the Powell street train thingy turnaround. I believe yes. it. I believe it. I mean, then that's really like the, the key term we're looking for here is situational awareness, right? And yes. how do you lose that situational awareness? You're you inebriated. Don't go to a conference for three years. You're inebriated. You're consuming too much or too little. You're not eating enough. You're not sleeping. You're not. Um, and I think like, you know, I did mention Dice was like a hyperactive puppy, but CES, I was actually the most careful there. I went to bed every night at 11. I was up at eight. It's like probably the healthiest I've ever left CES. I actually could speak. I had a voice. I never had conference voice um, because all also the mandates in Vegas were different than shut, stuff shut down around 10 o'clock. Um, and people and, and and I think San Francisco will be a hybrid of that. I think South by Southwest is mostly outdoors. So you're going to see people that will be maybe a little bit more relaxed 
Um, but every event I'm RSVPing to is asking for or encouraging masks or requiring proof of COVID vaccination. And right, this is like an additional thing that you have to mentally just remember, don't forget your COVID card. There are people that are not accepting pictures of COVID cards. 100%. They're just not, they want to see your actual COVID card. And we know what happens if you lose that, you're in trouble. So I think there's just, there's there's more you could be the sharpest tool in the shed. You could be the most extroverted, the most planned, the most whatever. But there is a mental fatigue that is going to hit. And that's why the buddy system is helpful so that you have a check and balance system. I always like to go to events with somebody I know. Um, I'm never like, oh, please be my buddy. But like, of you know. Of course you're not. You're extorting them for, you know, their. Exactly. <laughs> I have a plus eight. It's a plus. It's a, yeah. My buddy system rolls with like plus eight. I was like, mm, I want the most. And it's weird. I am. I'm very much like, if, especially if it's like after 10, I get very, um, I still like to go. I still go out because, and here's why all, a lot of great deals happen after 7 PM. And like, I, I, that's why I don't necessarily like, to be like nothing good happens after eight it's true like debauchery happens and you have to kind of go in and read the room and be like "Ooh, i see things that i definitely don't want to be a part of i'm out of here at the same time like you know especially for female executives like grab a buddy and go out and look out for each other but like a lot of good conversations are happening at the bar a lot of the c-suite they're having private salon dinners and none of it's happening like two o'clock in the park <laughs> i don't I think a... i'll see a lot of c-suite executives having closed door conversations in the park outside <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it, it's true uh, i they... like the idea of them doing that though that would be cool but yeah no but i mean a lot of the conversations that we've always had end up being you know in the hotel lobbies in the hotel yeah. bars that's where the actual business gets done yeah. You parties, I'm like 50 50 on because yeah. most of the time you get there, it's loud as hell. You can't hear anything. You're not anywhere. having any conversations no. at those. You're just like, you're just, I mean, my MO is I just get really loud and start finger pointing. You know, I start, I literally start just like saying things like pew pew to get <laughs> excitement. I, I've, 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 forgot that that was my mo when it's just like loud and it's too much like i just start like adding adding my flavor to it i was a guy actually from gig was reminding me of my we, my we, hand gestures we, we can't talk about it he's actually in chat so you know we'll have to wait till he leaves chat and then we okay, can talk perfect. about it yes perfect yeah, all right so we've out. actually got a question and it's gigantic if i click on it it shows up on the screen it's going to okay. like block the entire screen so i'm just going to go with me here uh okay. it's from thomas over on linkedin uh they're working on a game they recently sent a pitch deck to humble bundle for an opportunity for black game developers he says wow. i'm noticing that it's hard to get to know people who are connected in the industry we just need a connection so if you're coming in i mean yes you and i have that advantage of if i need to talk to somebody at humble and i don't know somebody at humble i can call somebody message them, whatever I say, call because I'm old. Um, we can get that person. But if you're brand new, if you're still trying to get that first stop, yeah. how do you start making these connections? 
Uh, yeah. So when you are reaching out to something like the Black Game Developer Fund at Humble Bundle, right, you are one of many trying to access that fund. And so you're trying to percolate your way to the top. Um, you have to go a much more circuitous route because you are, like your email isn't necessarily going to stand out in a sea of like 300 emails. They're probably getting a day or something like on this. So a circuitous route would be uh, you should be reaching out to the Black and Gaming Fund Foundation, Carl Vernado. Like I know for a fact that he's going to GDC. Uh, he's a very open, chummy guy. Just You should just DM him and say, Nika talked about you on a podcast and said we should meet up at GDC. Uh, and I will text him after this and say I referred someone from the audience. And this is literally how you make the connection. And so once you talk to like one person like Carl or you bring it up like me, I mean, in your meetings you or anybody that you meet with, literally just be very straightforward and honest. Like, I mean, don't show up in sales pitch day one, right? Build your relationship, say hi, but be like, man, you know, I'd love for you to have my card. If you run into anybody from Humble Bundle or anybody that anybody that knows anything about the Black Game Developer Fund, like remember, it's a circuitous route. You don't have to go to Humble Bundle. There are people that know about the fund, that are advising about the fund, that are working on the fund. There are people that have previously received uh, funds from the fund that will probably help you. And really, like at this rate, when you have three, 400 emails a day, like your your game pitch has to be solid. Like if your game pitch isn't solid, if your if your business isn't up to snuff, like then forget it. Like make sure you have your ducks in a row on the substance. But then pitching is just all about making sure you have friends and good relationships and you're going to have like you're going to meet 30 people and only maybe two will know what the heck you're talking about, but that's what you're looking for. And you literally, it's almost like you really have to just knock on doors, but so, you should be reaching out to the black and gaming foundation. So Thomas, the other thing is those people who know about how to get into the black gaming fund at humble probably also know about three or four more funds or opportunities that you don't even know about. And so yeah. that's another way. The other thing is, and, and yeah, I'm going to toot our own horn here and my wonderful partner at Meet to Match. That's the reason. I mean, these digital events, I know they have been God knows everywhere and there's 400 of them last year, but that's going to, to slow down. But these are literally designed to let you do that. When you use Meet to Match at any digital or live event, that whole system is built so you can literally just go in there and say, okay, Humble Bundle is here. Here's the person from Humble Bundle. You don't need their email address. You can just simply send them a meeting request, describe what you're looking for, and you start that way. But it really is, I can't compare it to another industry because this is the only industry I have ever worked in. <laughs> but <laughs> It's the same in other industries. I've done it's, it's networking. Policy. It's the exact same thing uh it's and it's i promise you that like the earlier you start with your outreach the more you're going to like you will eventually build momentum it, it goes literally from one to 60 really quick or zero to 60 really fast like you go from like i don't know anybody and then you're gonna be that person if you're persistent that everyone's like oh my god they're everywhere and the point and when you are everywhere when you get from your zero to 60 
your job is to pay it forward for the next person that asks, hey, how do I get in touch with Humble Bundle for the Black Game Development Fund? That's literally pretty much like the virtuous circle that is game industry conferencing. That's why people are going to be helping you is because they have received help before you. All right. So I just went to Guy's like LinkedIn page because Thomas is like, could you tell us name again? And I'm going to like send him like Guy's LinkedIn page. And I just realized yeah. I'm not even connected to Guy on LinkedIn. Yeah, so I will say I have actually beefed up my, I, we didn't talk about this. I've actually beefed up my LinkedIn. I'm starting to, I'm adding all these connections. I used to just treat LinkedIn like a, ah, it's there, whatever. Um, I've noticed people are really leaning in hard on LinkedIn at conferences. A lot of people obviously still use business cards. A lot of people don't have business cards. I don't have business cards. I didn't know that I didn't have business cards because we didn't need them for the last three years. I actually met someone who forgot business cards, realized that they needed them, and actually handed me. Um, I wish I had it readily available without giving out people's information. They handed me like, you know, those like note cards you use in grade school for like flat flash cards. Somebody, five by 11. Somebody, somebody, not five. They're like five by seven, maybe four by threes or whatever. Somebody literally went out, bought a stack of like lined flash cards and wrote out their information like business cards. And I know this because I got one. And the conversation immediately went from whatever we were talking about to, what is this? <laughs> I'm not being mean. I have a lot of questions, right? <laughs> and, and I mean, it's, it's, I will say it stands out. Like I emailed the person back because it, it was the first one I emailed because it, <laughs> it's a lined flashcard. I was like, this is a lot of work. <laughs> But, uh, hold on, I'm networking during our networking talk. Oh, of course um, you are. Yeah, but right. yeah, definitely, I mean, be, I would recommend like beef up your LinkedIn. People are using the QR code. I had to re-download the app. Um, people are literally using LinkedIn to in-message during conferences. I what, actually went what like- QR code? In LinkedIn, you have a QR code like Venmo, whatever, that you scan to add somebody and connect faster on LinkedIn. Huh. I'm actually- that infuriated by how QR codes have made a comeback um, at conferencing. Like, you know, we even for a jobs page, we're putting out a QR code, et cetera. I don't like QR codes. What do QR all. codes ever do to you? Nathan? I don't like them. I just think they're clunky. I think it's weird. Like they're really, we haven't figured out a better system. And the fact that QR codes have come back in a big way of just like, this is obviously not like an opinion of my employers. This is an opinion of me. I'm like, I'm just like, oh no. Like, do you know how much you, I, maybe, maybe it's like the elder millennial in me that likes instant gratification, but like to just sit there going, uh, well, don't worry. Uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the elder Gen X and I will hand you a business card because I have yeah. them. But yeah, so. I will say the people that are doing QR codes, I'm connecting with faster and whatnot. My business cards are my last priority of follow-ups. Like I still haven't gone through them, even though I, and I'm, I'm on my follow-ups. I am doing the follow-ups with LinkedIn and digital way faster. So as annoying as it is in the moment, it definitely yields better long-term results, at least for me. I mean, it, I always recommend people, and you have to be careful. I have gotten stricter with my LinkedIn over the years. It's like yeah, I'm about you... to I'm about to delete a bunch of people. Yes. I'm so done. I'm like, get out of here. Who are these people disguised as my friend that want to sell me some 
crap I literally will never need. <laughs> Ever. Yes. Yes. But my biggest pet peeve is like if you send me, and this is partly unfair because if you do a LinkedIn re a connection request on a phone, it doesn't let you send a message. But it's like my biggest pet peeve is getting getting connection requests from people that I don't know. And there's like nothing in there about why you want to connect. It's like, take two oh, seconds. That's me. I don't take two seconds. I just connect. <laughs> All right. So let, let's talk. But I'm the one with the plus eight invite because I play. Yeah, that. again, extortion. So, I don't we, need we did to. It, Mika. Is, it, is it extortion? I don't think so. You know, I just want to be like the giving tree of party invites. Hey, guy, if you're still here, can we kick Mika from the gig event so she has to like beg one of us to get in? He so can't. I'm the host. Damn it. Yeah, I'm your late night host. You get the morning, Mika. You get the evening, Mika. I'm actually really glad. I like. I'm, it's almost like, and again, right? It's the persona you have. Like this is your professional persona. This is your personal persona. Like Nika at South by is going to be neat, different than Nika at GDC versus the difference. Like I was definitely going to be different at Dice. Like who I am, depending on like which like employee I'm with, actually does change. It's really interesting. I have I've actually maneuvered like what part of me I want to come out where it feels a little psychotic, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, don't get shit faced in front of your boss. If and if you're the boss, don't get shit faced in front of your, in front employees, of your employees, start groping the interns and end up in a hotel with one of them. Like absolutely I saw. not. Yes. Yeah. Don't be shit. I mean, I really wish that there was like, that's the nice thing about virtual is if somebody sucks, and does something unsafe or terrible, you can literally just block them. And I mean, there's so many times in real life I just want to be like, whoosh, <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm swiping. I'm too the old way. To Why are they still in front of me? <laughs> I, I don't know if we're supposed to swipe left or swipe right. I'm, too I'm old not to be sure doing either. That, but it's you been know, six it's, years, but um, it's something like, or just anything, just find like, where's like the leave this meeting button? <laughs> End meeting for everybody. Or even better, actually, my favorite, and I actually literally thought about this, don't be that person that rambles on and on and on and on about your business idea at 11 o'clock while I'm like trying to like in the middle of talking to someone else. I literally in my head, this shows like my Zoom hosting skills. I in my head literally went mute, please mute. It's not working. And then I realized, you know what the real life version of a mute button is? Oh my gosh. You're awesome. Have you met my friend? <laughs> Whatever. That's bad. That's really bad because this is the problem with doing talks like this, Jay, because like people are going to think if I'm introducing them to other people, I'm trying to get rid of them. And that's oh, yeah. definitely that's not the case. Remember, it's only a case after 1030. <laughs> if she tries to introduce you to her friend. Don't fall for that shit. That's I will the, um... say I will, but I will also say like I've been more blunt, and I don't know if people are appreciating it or not. Like I have literally had someone be like, "Oh my god, Nico, we met online, we did whatever," and I literally was look. I looked at them and said, "I'm really sorry. I want to have an amazing time with you right now, but I am so drained. I can't process anything." And I've had it met with like, "Oh," and also like, "I understand because I'm dying too." <laughs> But I've, like I've, been, 
I've been blunt. Like if I see someone that's coming in with the full agenda, I've literally been like, please can let's pause this and find me tomorrow. I'm not going to remember anything you're telling me now. And I don't think it serves you well for me to just be like polite about it. I've, I've been, I was very direct with people at dice when I was like, I'm fried or I'm looking for my friend or like, but I mean, you you can't, I I know that a lot of folks are going to be at these meetings and and they see somebody, you know, that's like from a specific company that they absolutely want to meet with. And they're going to try to do that. And they're going to be taken aback by it or it was going to happen to them. It is absolutely okay to say that because I mean, everybody is, is like one of my favorite things when we used to do casual connect up in Seattle was I would go get my coffee and then stand about halfway up the stairs watching the, you know, wherever the, the area where all the booths were, because it's like the first day it was packed. The yeah. second day, there's a little room to walk around in there. Third day is like nobody was there early in the morning because everybody's been out, you know, partying See, and they're tired. I mean, that's I just it. That I, again, I think they're like FOMO is real because I went to bed the one night I went to bed, like reasonable. I actually, and I honestly, if you read the room, I remember like at 10 o'clock on Wednesday, I was like, okay, just rally. And I walked in and the vibe was like, there's a lot of people, but the vibe was really low. And there are people that are like, yeah, I'm just shoveling ice cream and sugar in my mouth so I can like get out to the karaoke or whatever. And I remember I heard this person say that out loud. And I said, you know, what? I'm not going to do that. It's for like probably the first time I've ever, like in years, I don't know. I don't, maybe I used to do this, maybe I didn't, but I read the room and I went to bed at 10. I woke up at six, fresh as a daisy. I went to the organized breakfast at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Cause like the gym didn't open till eight. It was like, whatever. But I, I, but the breakfasts were packed every single day. It does not matter how late people were at the night before people were having breakfast meetings. I had a breakfast meeting at, I had breakfast at eight 15 because I was up. I actually texted in my WhatsApp, like anybody else up the gym doesn't open until eight. Somebody that I really needed to talk to that was very packed was like, would love to have coffee with you at seven 15. And I was like, done. I mean, People are having meetings that early. Every single day oh, yeah. I had a meeting that started at 7 a.m. because they're trying to pack in other people because they overplanned. And like actually, and most of them are executives. Like all my executive meetings happened at 7 a.m. I mean, oh, back in the day, we used to do, we would have two breakfast meetings. Oh yeah. You know, an I early one and then a second one. Three breakfasts a day. And then mm-hmm. it's like, and then lunch. We're hobbits. People were meeting at every time of day. Sure, some days were a little bit lighter than others, but it was every single freaking day. Breakfast, breakfast, stuff happening, double lunch, three dinners, after party, after after party. And you just had to like decide like, okay, this is not, I'm not going to have a great conversation with anyone tonight. I'm out because I'd rather have great conversations in the morning. Um, Again, like it's weird. This all feels a little rudimentary to say out loud. But, but I mean, that's why we do the show. So, but no, and we've been we've been to conferences for ten years, and I will say, I I I felt a little bit like Bambi, like verbal Bambi, like. 
like, <laughs> well, right, so we, we've only Who got like you? six minutes left. Oh, do we have any more we, questions? Um, about networking, no. Jax has a question unrelated, but says, you know, should I work with publishers as a solo game developer? Jax, I always recommend if you've never shipped a game yourself, yes, um, for funding and for experience, because there's so much that has to go into the marketing side of it and tons of things that you may not even know you don't know. Do your first one with a, with a publisher. Um, all right, you're at a party. Don't drink from open cups but the infamous image from ammunition over at the Twitch party one year where there was just like lines and lines and lines of beers ready to be consumed that were just sitting there out in the open for anybody and everybody to drop all kinds of shit into. Um, yeah. I mean, remember that like you are going to be in this euphoria, but of like meeting people and by nine o'clock you're going to be like mentally ragged. Cause you're again, people don't realize that, you know, women, people from marginalized communities, in addition to just like having a conversation with you, we're also analyzing 10 other things for our own safety. Some of it now, after after a long period of time, it's instinctual. Some people will sadly maybe put in positions where they're learning for their first time and then they get jaded or they leave the industry or something bad happens and that stuff sucks. So a couple things. If you are some, and this really isn't even like if you're a minority, this is just good practice if yeah if drinks are just like laid out don't grab those if they're opened or tampered do not grab those doesn't matter if it's like your best friend whatever like go get a closed container um i mean like i think most people actually adhere to these rules doesn't matter if you're man male female at vegas right because it's vegas don't think like oh well this is in vegas it's san francisco just get your own drinks. Um, when I, I have a, I have a colleague, for example, is our chief revenue officer, Jamie Negri. Like I trust him to get my drinks because like water, sodas, even whatever. I trust him because like he watches, he's very situationally aware. I know that I'm not the most situationally aware person. I love seeing the best in people. Everything's awesome. Rainbows. Oh my God. Right. Like I'm the person to be like, I'm just, I'm like overly inclusive. Like I, everybody's amazing. Like, you know, I turn into a total snow white. If there's dogs in the area, I'll go up and run them, grab them. Like I'm, I'm full part, like, business snow white after like 9 p.m and that's that's so if you know you're somebody like that that's very open that loves talking to people that sees the best in people you have to have people that are going to be more situational aware a little bit more guarded um that'll look out for you uh i always if i am having anything made for me i always watch it being made like i people were like oh i'll get it for you i'm like no i'll get something for you <laughs> and like i mean i have i also like but in the beginning of the night, my move usually I don't is like I like to go early and I actually go and I like build a relationship with the bartender. Two reasons. One, Extortion. I know that yes. <laughs> Extortion. I talk to the bartender because I like there to I like to have a relationship. I to make sure that like no funny business happens. Like they're like, Oh, we definitely like her. We want it, we want her to stick around. Two, I get my drinks faster. And so then I get to go and I if I get my drinks faster, I'll order drinks for you. Oh, let me go get it. And it'll come back in five minutes versus like an hour. And now I've bought fifty-five minutes of your time because that's fifty-five minutes you would have had to spend waiting for your drink. 
All right. And so my my last pro tip at the bars, at, at the parties, aside from safety, when you get there, the very first location, be it a bar or stand or whatever that has drinks, is going to be absolutely packed. Keep walking. Yeah. Everybody stops at the first place to get a beer. Go to the back because that bartender is going to be standing there doing nothing because everybody stopped at the first. And place. I know people aren't going to like this, but don't do shots. Don't I mean, do yes. it. It's a business event. Like, I get it in the moment. Oh, my God. Everyone's doing it. Do you see C-Suite? Taking shots? No. Well. Well, not in public at business events. That well. not Okay. I've never seen Phil Spencer take a shot. I'll say it out loud. He's a very successful individual. That level of C-suite? Yes. Yeah. But C-suite at a lot of companies in the industry? Okay. No. Screw those people. Aspire to be that level of C-suite. Aspire to the Phil Spencers, the Owen Mahoney's, the Stress Zelnick's, because uh, I would like to see more diversification at that level. And you know how that's going to happen? Not by taking, not by taking shots or pushing other people into doing that, like be like drink. I've never seen any of them overserved at these events. All right. Um, Nika is in the Discord. At least she is occasionally. If you've got more questions, We've got to kick it over to Dan. He has got uh, Junie and Shams. They're going to be talking about how to failing while scaling common pitfalls of growing your company. Nika, thank you so much. So real quick, Thomas, yes, send Nika a connection, but send her a note with it that says who you are and yeah, why. Yeah, Always be willing to do that because the worst they can say is no. Like, who yeah. cares? That's fine. Just do it. Um, and Jack's asking, you know, the best strategy to attract publishers. We ain't got nearly enough time to get into it right now. But if you go to this very YouTube page, there are entire sessions and podcasts and all kinds of stuff about exactly how to do that. That's why we do this show. Nika, I cannot wait to see you in real life. And um, I can, I can wait. Oh, uh, well, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm not on the WhatsApp thing. Yeah. yeah okay. I will. And thanks, Jay. Again, if you're looking for a job, we are hiring. We need everything. I'm very needy right now on the hiring front. I'm, we'll populate stuff in the Discord. So if you need a paycheck, call me. Hit up Nika. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks. All right, everybody, stay with us. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.